This is West Coast Project and our podcast for Better Call Saul. We're on the fourth episode of season four called Bullet Points. My name is Mike and I'm here with Kelly. Hi, Kelly. Hello. Hey, what did you think of Bullet Points, Kelly? This is one we had talked about a little bit uh, ago, a couple episodes ago. Uh, This is one of my favorite episodes as far as dialogue between characters. Um, The one with Walt and Skyler and then also with uh, Saul and Walt. We start out with Mike in the refrigerator truck. Uh, What did you think was the whole point? What's the ultimate goal of Mike in this truck, Kelly? Well, I believe that um, something must be going on as far as uh, somebody must be stealing the meth because he's in there like a security guard. Is he in there for, like, discovery or protection or what? Yeah, I think he's trying to figure out um, who is stealing the goods. Uh, this is we find out later, you know, with Tucker and the whole, you know, in the later episode that that was the case. So I'm assuming that's why he's in there. Yeah, you know, on my rewatch of this, I, it just kind of struck me that it wasn't a very good plan. He's sitting in the middle of this, this truck. Those trucks, the walls on those trucks are, like, paper thin. And he has, no, he has no real protection, and he has no real even good hiding place. You know, at the last minute, he kind of moves a couple boxes in front of himself. But um, the truck does get attacked, and we hear the argument with the driver, and then the driver gets shot, and then the, the guys try to figure out what to do. Or maybe they knew what to do all along, but they just shoot up the truck, and Mike's in the, in, on the inside of the truck. Yeah, you'll find out later, too, that, you know, he, he makes it uh, a lot more bullet-resistant later on. Um, but what's interesting, too, is that this, this day, as, as you can see when they're shooting up the truck, it was a really, really hot day that day. And so in order for him to look like it was cold inside the truck, he had to actually put a packet in his mouth uh, to make it look like it was freezing in there. Yeah, it does look cold in there. You never, you never even give that a part a second thought. Right. There's a lot of things that they have to trick when it comes to the weather where you think it's really cold and it's really hot or vice versa. This is a point in the series where I really started to expect cool adventure whenever I saw Mike show up in an episode. Right. He's kind of proven that before a couple other times before, but now it's just like it's a lock. When you see him show up, you just expect something cool to happen. Right. I think this is also where he started to get a lot of fans. Uh, He got to be really popular in this season. Um, The next scene we see a Gamblers Anonymous meeting. And I I didn't like this representation of Gamblers Anonymous and Blackjack Kelly. I thought they gave it a really dumb representation. Well, I think uh, Walt must agree with you there because he looked really annoyed uh, sitting there. So I'm not sure if he was annoyed because he had to be there or if he was just thinking this is a bunch of BS, what they're telling us. Maybe they had to just super dumb, down, dumb it down for the audience because you can't, you can't play two hands of blackjack and miss a couple. You know, It's just the luck of the cards if you play such a short series of hands. Skyler's looking at Walt like, come on, you're supposed to know this. You're supposed to be good at this. <laughs> that was just it was just I mean I don't know if you've ever played blackjack but a card counter is going to need to play like thousands of hands to to get his advantage not not two or three hands at a kitchen table right yeah I don't know much about gambling well they come up with a better angle and or Walt does it at least the better angle is the recovery let's focus on selling the story to uh Marie and Hank that the recovery is what we're focused on correct 
Um, now, Kelly, does Skyler hold Walt's hand here in the gambling anonymous, anonymous meeting? It looked like it. Um, I thought that she did. Maybe he's just to maybe show support or kind of gearing up for that they're going to have to now lie to their families and and uh, it's kind of no holds bar at this point or or affection is kind of rekindling between them right yeah as you see later she asks him to move in so maybe she's starting to have some more feelings towards him so let's we got the name game kind of showing up a couple points within this. I think maybe shooting up the truck with with uh, Mike inside could have been bullet points reference number one. Um, but bullet points number two, if not the only one, is the one in Skylar's script. She has bullet points where she wants to cover points in their conversation with Hank and Marie, right? Right, and that's actually uh, one of my favorite scenes. I really find this to be very comical between Walt and Skylar. And one thing about Skylar is she doesn't really take a lot of Walt's BS. Uh, and she's telling him to say he's terribly, terribly sorry. And he's asking, well, why do I have to say ter- two terribly's? And why am I so ashamed? And it's just a really kind of comical uh, dialogue between the two of them that I really, really like. Yeah, he doesn't like that script at all. No, he's like, well, where do, how do you come out looking bad? Where's the I slept with my boss bullet point? Um but, yeah, I mean, they're really ready to commit to this story, and there's no turning back. So um, it's, it's very interesting. So one important point here that we didn't know at the time, or I didn't know at the time anyway, the very first time I watched this, not knowing how the series turned out, was that Marie has not been telling Hank about this money that she's getting out of Walt's blackjack money or whatever money. But th- she hasn't told Hank that she's taking money from, from Skylar and Walt. Right. I don't think um, Hank would appreciate that. He would see that as a handout. And with all the health issues and how angry he's been, I don't think she dare tell him that. Yeah, and we're gonna and we see later on in the series how crippling that becomes in, as far as the blackmail that they pull on them. Right. Exactly. But um, but I picked it up this time. So they do go to Hank and Marie's house and. Kelly, would you love to see Hank show up at a party at your house or just show up at his house and he's there? He's just like the life of the party. Hank Hank is like my real Uncle Fred. They look a lot alike, and uh, my uncle's not as blowhardy as far as the cop angle, but their sense of humors are the same. So I think he'd be a good time, and I'd do some tequila shots with him for sure. I love the whole package, even the blowhardy part, because it's like a show in a barrel, you know? He's he's a whatever short time out of that hospital too. He's still hurting from that wound, that that terrible gunfight he was in, and he's still life of the party. I love right. that guy. <laughs> yeah, he he seems to have that air about him because you see him in situations uh, where he's a real big party guy, and then you see him a second later when he's alone, and he looks like the weight of the world is on him. So he's got a really good facade. Pretty bipolar. Yeah, you're right. Mm-hmm. So he shows Hank. Or he shows he shows Walt and Walt Jr. right the Gale video, right? Which I did not expect that, and um, that was quite amazing. And the look on Walt's face is priceless. Yeah, that's com- com- comedically horrific. It just you know the Gale's dead, you know um, Hank's making fun of him, and you know that Walt is you know one inch away from feeling like he's going to be caught. All those yeah. emotions blended together. Yeah, and it's interesting, too, because Gail has seen more 
uh, uh, dead than alive. Uh, he was in the series more showing him past tense versus when he was actually in the whole series. Yeah, wow, that's crazy. So later on, Walt escapes to the bathroom and takes a look at the lab notes. Um, now, this is a mirror kind of of Hank catching, going to the bathroom and catching the Walt Whitman Leads of Grass book later on in the series, right? It's some kind of a mirror episode of that. Yes, exactly. But Walt wants to know what's up in those lab notes. That's got to be terrifying to him. Right. And it's funny because the lab notes, uh, they've had some theory that that was kind of an ode to Metallica, uh, the front of the lab uh, booklet. So that that was never uh, solidified, but it, some fans think it looks like that. Metallica had an album cover or something. Uh huh. It looks like the I don't know which one, but it's a it's got the two uh, lightning bolts striking out. Okay. Double Metallica album. So Hanks Hanks shows him the dedication to WW My Shining Star, and he says Woodrow Wilson, Willy Wonka, Walter White, and Walt gives the classic. Okay, you got me which we see repeated later in the series, but is a little bit funny now. I guess he got, off, he got away with it. He looked, he looked fairly innocent. Right. Uh, but interesting that, that um, Hank was putting that together. And actually, when he says Walter White, he looks kind of serious there for a second, and then, of course, jumps right back in his jovial ways. Yeah, do you think he was serious? How, what percentage of serious was he in that, in that f- little funny accusation? I don't know if he if he was serious. It, I don't think he um, knew, but subconsciously he had to be putting something together there. Testing the waters, maybe a little bit. Yeah. So Kelly, that notebook is online, right? You could you could have gone and probably still can go to the AMC website and read through it. Um. Yeah, I think so. I haven't had a chance to look at it, but I, it would be interesting to see the stuff that Gail had written and all his vegan schmore recipes. Yeah, you could page through it. They had a pay, they had a, they had it online. You could read through all the crazy stuff and the, all the equipment he ordered and the crazy recipes and he had a recumbent bike. You know, just all these facts on all these hippy dippy little green green type things. Um, but this is where Hank tells him about Heisenberg. He thinks that Gale was Heisenberg. Exactly right, and well, we'll we'll get to that scene later. But yeah, he's definitely. It would be horrifying to see that guy, knowing that you were part of his murder, and here he is singing karaoke with his whole notebook like stretched out, all the all the lab stuff and everything. Right. But Hank expresses here too how much he wants to catch Heisenberg. I didn't catch that on the first watching either three years ago, however long ago it was. But Hank really wants to catch this guy, and we see how much he expresses this here. Right. Now, Walt figures he's better do something, so he heads over to Jesse. He's trying to call Jesse, and he can't reach him, so he goes over to his house and finds him at this crazy house party that Jesse's been having now for, what, three days, two, three days straight? Three days, right. And Jesse's buzzing some guy's hair on the stairway. Yeah, actually, if you notice with Jesse, and this was actually Aaron Paul's idea to shave his own head, But you notice Jesse, uh, as the money gets better, he's starting to get a whole different wardrobe with the skinny jeans, that nice jacket. Now he's shaving his head. So his look's really maturing in this season, too. Yeah, he's getting in a darker place. He's not the funny (laughs) hip-hoppy. Yeah, hip-hoppy yellow and really loose-fitting clothes and stuff. 
Uh, so what else? Walt wants all the specifics of the shooting because he needs to figure this out. And Jesse does not want to relive it. That is just horror for Jesse to think back of that shooting of Gail. Yeah, exactly. He's trying everything he can, like having all these parties. He certainly doesn't want to talk about it and definitely not in front of these people with Walt. It struck me that Jesse didn't like Walt's specific questions, just like Walt didn't like Skylar's specifics. He, he just wants to get away from her questioning, questioning him like that, just mm-hmm. like Jesse does here. Right. Jesse doesn't want to have anything to do with reliving that. Okay, so this leads Walt to Saul. Saul is Walt's consigliere here. Here and he needs he needs advice. What should he do? You know, Jesse's off the deep end. Uh, Hank's getting closer and closer. What should he do? So so Saul gives him some advice. He doesn't think Hank's going to pursue uh, Jesse because of that past they have where or beat him up and he almost got in big trouble for it. Right, but you know, it's Saul being a lawyer. His first go-to is well, we'll sue him. We'll we'll sue him for police brutality, assault. Uh, you know, he, he doesn't want to go down that road knowing Hank and Jesse's uh, past. But I think that Walt's a little bit more concerned than, yeah, well, we'll just sue them. Because once Hank is on their trail, he's not going to let it go. Yeah, I didn't buy that, that Hank would not pursue Jesse because he beat him up one time and he might get in trouble again. Right, exactly. This is right on the heels of how much Hank wants to catch Heisenberg. He's going to do whatever he needs to to catch him. Right, yeah, I didn't think that was much of a threat, and I think Walt knows that. And this, you know, this was written by Maura Wall and Beckett, the Emmy winner, and I absolutely adore her writing. Um, and this scene here with him is so good um, about, you know, why am I the only person who's capable of, be, of behaving in a professional manner, uh, which I don't know if he's exactly been acting in a professional manner, Um but I really like the dialogue between, you know, what am I going to do? We've got a gun wheel or a, a box cutting wielding maniac. We've got the dead eyed cretin. Jesse's got hobos living at his house. And Skylar thinks I'm just going to tip my hat and be done when I'm done. Um, and he's just kind of seeing that all the things are falling. Yeah, let's talk about those. Cause those, were, those were kind of my thoughts that those were Walt's bullet points for Saul. Exactly. Number one, Gus will murder him. Gus will just right. have Walt murdered. Number two, Jesse doesn't care if he lives or dies. Mm-hmm. Number three, Gus will eliminate Jesse for being such a wild card. And right. then number four was the interesting one. You said the, the dead-eyed Cretan. That's what, that's what Walt thinks of Mike. Exactly. He thinks Mike's such a thug that he's a, that he's a, a loose cannon. Yeah, he says that dead-eyed grunting Cretan that sucker punched me. Um. Yeah, the, a lot of things are falling down right now, and he's starting to just see, you know, how did he says how did everything get so screwed up? So Saul, Saul, at this point asks if his name had ever come up during any of this. He's starting to get worried for himself. Right, and, and that is that is Saul to say, well, my name never came up in all this, did it? Like, no matter how much Shit Creek action, as he says, Walt's in, he's still going to be looking out for himself. Self-preservation, man, that's, that's exactly. Saul. Mm-hmm. So Walt's just feeling super trapped, and Saul comes up with now this disappearer, which is a very interesting concept. I, I remember thinking about that, like, wow, what, what would that be like if I ever had to disappear just from everything? Right. What are what are the ins and outs of that? It was a very fascinating topic. Right, and Walt asked, well, what, like a witness protection program? And no, it's an end game. This means that you will be more than that. You'll be off the grid. 
Yeah, so, off the grid, new identities, and it's a last resort. Right. You don't try it, not like it, and come back. You just have to do it if you do it. Exactly. And it's a pretty, pretty penny, too, to do it. But we only get a hint of the disappearer here. We don't see much more of him or her or whoever that is. Right. Just uh, just plants the seed, but it was a very strong seed. Um, so Jesse leaves the house, back at his house, and the guy who's been kind of casing the joint steals his money. Uh, Jesse wants to keep the party going, and this guy kind of sees him go get money for some pizza. Now, but- Kelly, Vince Gilligan must love dipping sticks because Jesse wants more dipping sticks. I was just going to say that. That's the second time that I caught him where they wanted dipping sticks. Now, those are just like breadsticks, I guess, that you use with ranch dressing or something? Yeah, yep, just like breadsticks. Must be a big thing in New Mexico. Yeah, they're pretty good. When you order a pizza, do you check on dipping sticks? Well, that's a lot of carbs, but yeah, sometimes it's good to have the dipping sticks and get, get the ranch or some type of sauce. They're pretty delicious. Uh, I have to check them out because it does. It just seems like more bread and carbs, like you say. Yeah, it is. <laughs> but I'm sure they taste great. Yeah. But Jesse gets back home after work, and the dregs of society are at his house. At this party, this party is way, very, very culturally diverse. There's every kind of person there. Yes. There there's is. like a guy in a business suit just wolfing down pizza. And there's all kinds of drug people and just everybody of every shape and color. Right, yeah. Everybody's at that party. <laughs> now, Kelly, how many different girls has Jesse had in that bedroom? He just grabs the first girl he sees and brings her up to play video games in his bedroom. Yeah, um, I noticed in the first scene that he had a, there's a naked girl in there. Um, I don't know what, what we're supposed to assume with that. And then her. Uh, but I don't know about any other girls, unless that's the same bed that Jane was in. Yeah, I don't know. Well, Jesse wakes up the next morning um, to Mike being in the house. Now, did Mike get there via Gus or via Saul, or who do you think? Well, I would imagine probably Gus, um, because Gus is kind of on the trail on what's going on. You know, he's got eyes on everybody. Yeah, Unless Saul I, told him that he had actual hobos living there, that Saul sent him there. But I think everything's more Gus-related when it comes to Mike. I think you're right. I think he's more aligned with Gus now than with Saul. Yeah. Um, so, this guy that uh, this guy that took the money is tied up, face down on the floor, and uh, Tyrus is also there with Mike, helping him. Mm-hmm. Um, now Jesse is immune to. He's like, whatever. What do you think we're going to do to this guy? And Jesse's like, I don't care. He doesn't even worry. Um, but this was Mike's test for Jesse, wasn't it, Kelly? Uh, I don't think it was a test. I think that. Well, I mean, he. Jesse's smart enough to know that the guy, they're not going to kill him. But maybe Jesse's just really checked out. And this guy stole up to the amount of about $78,000, I think he said. Um, but he's definitely showing that he's a big liability, that's for sure. Well, I think the reason they had they had Mike ask Jesse, what do you think we're going to do? Do you know what we're going to do to this guy? And then, and then they had Jesse say, you know, I don't really care. That was, that was Mike's test, Mike and Gus's test for Jesse. To see if he's really checked out or see if he really does care, if see if he's afraid. Because he's not afraid. He's like a catatonic, just zombie almost. And yeah. that's not good. They want him to be afraid. They want him to be checked in. Um, but that, you know, Jesse is smart. He says, well, you're not going to do anything to him because you got him blindfolded. So I know 
you know, you're worried that he's, you know, they can see if you're going to kill him, you don't have to worry about that. Exactly. Uh, so then Mike reports back to Gus that Jesse has to go do something different. They have to change Jesse's path here. Um, right. And we see, we see Walt cooking all alone and Walt's pissed off because Jesse's not there helping him. Um, so he goes to check out what's going on with Jesse. And then the very last thing we see in the scene is Mike carting Jesse away in his car, like off into the, into the distance. So were you worried about Jesse at this point? I was definitely because when they, when Mike and Gus have that discussion about Gus or about Jesse being a liability, they say, you know, we got to do something. Walt won't like it, but we have to do something. Uh, so I, I thought for sure that we may be meeting Jesse's end at this point. Yeah. We had no reason to think that Jesse needed to be there for, well, first of all, at this point, I don't think I knew, I don't know if you remember Kelly, but I don't think I knew how long the series was going to be. But I didn't, I didn't, for that was, so that was one thing. But I also didn't know how long Jesse was going to be in it. Like, he didn't have to be in it till the end, in my mind, back then. So he was, he was killable. You know, he could have been taken off, taken out at that point. Right, exactly. And his genius, because, I mean, you don't, to kill him off would, you know, the viewers would probably be revolting and upset. But, yeah, I thought that there was something, he was going to be meeting his demise. So that's it for Season 4, Episode 4, Bullet Points. Um, our website is West Coast Project, and Better Call Saul is the podcast. If you want to reach us, you can email us at that website. My Twitter handle is at scathingtweets. And Kelly, what's your Twitter? BRBA underscore fun facts. All right, cool. So the next episode is Shotgun, and we'll be covering that one. Um, that's the fifth episode of season four. And I think we've said this a few times now. Saul's in every episode. He's in every single episode for the rest of the whole series. He's, he's got a mention only in a couple in season five. But he's, he's credited in every single episode now from now on. So we'll see him next in Shotgun in episode five. All right. I'll see you then, Kelly. Thanks. All right. Thanks. All right. Bye-bye.